Welcome to the Eric Erickson Show podcast, Hour 2. Hello, America. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number, 877-973-7425, should you wish to be on the program. Uh, oh, look, it's, I, I've actually, I hadn't wanted to say anything. I've been wanting to get into the call screener program, but it kept crashing for some reason. And now I'm in. So I will get to your phone calls. But first, I'm actually switching gears from what I was going to talk about. And this is kind of, this one's really disturbing. But I I want you to know why I'm talking about this. Oh. I, I, um, I'm doing this on the spur of the moment. I'm collecting my thoughts on a very sensitive hot button topic as I talk. So <laughs> Charlie and Philip can buckle up. <laughs> um, there is a trend that I do not think is deniable. When something bad happens, In the non-white, non-heterosexual communities of America, the media plays it down, downplays it, ignores it, avoids it like the plague because they don't want to stigmatize a community they already feel is stigmatized. And you should understand this goes to intersectionalism and allow me to uh, give you this review real quick on intersectionalism. Intersectionalism is a postmodern concept that comes from Marxism. It is about how power in the world is divided. Uh, Some people on the right have embraced it as well. It is a Marxist concept. Intersectionalism believes power is divided along lines of attributes. What that means is based on your characteristics, you can be uh, in power or oppressed. So race, ethnicity, religion, ability or disability, sex separated from gender separated from sexual orientation, all of those involved, uh, all apply together. So if you are a white male of European descent who is heterosexual, so-called cisgender, that is, you're not trans, you're a man who thinks he's a man, you're Christian, you have no disability, you're blonde hair and you're blue-eyed, and you come from upper middle class, you are the most oppressive person on planet Earth. If you are none of those things, if you are the exact opposite of those things, you're the most oppressed person. So if you are a, let's see, black, transgender, female, missing a leg, Muslim, Slight mental uh, deficiency. Uh, You are the most oppressed person on the planet. Therefore, you have authority to speak. And the white heterosexual male Christian does not. And so the way that you subvert the dominant paradigm, which is language of this postmodern intersexual construct, 
is the white male Christian needs to shut up and listen to the black transgender female uh, disabled Muslim. And the intersectionalists believe that uh, when the white person surrenders power and gives it over to this other person, this other person will somehow not seek to exert power, but will find balance so that there is no oppression anymore. Now, we know this is not true. It is a, a whimsical little farcical fiction that they say, oh, well, when all the white people give all the power to the black people, the black people, they're not going to treat the white people the way that they were been treated. Really? How do you know? Well, give them power and you'll see. All right. And the media has embraced intersectionalism. So if there is a, a human trafficking ring within a white Christian or Mormon community in Utah or North Carolina, well, it's going to get maximum copious exposure and probably a 60-minute segment with uh, someone from 60 Minutes, Scott Pelley, Anderson Cooper, somebody investigating uh, this uh, white suburban Christian human trafficking ring. What if it's a gay human trafficking ring? Hmm? What if it's a gay human trafficking ring of people who became poster children for gay marriage and adoption? Hmm? The national media dropped the story. I have to give credit to my old employer, Town Hall, and Salem Media. Uh, Mia Cathal at Town Hall has pursued a story that first appeared in the national media and was quickly discarded by the National Press Corps. The details came out from suburban Atlanta, Georgia. A months-long town hall investigation reveals disturbing new details about an affluent LGBTQ activist couple accused of sodomizing their young adopted children, now ages 9 and 11, distributing homemade child pornography of their sexual abuse. Half a year after the shocking story made national news, town halls the only outlet to follow up on the case in Georgia. There have been zero headlines written about it. And as the details have actually come out in court records, it's far worse. The married men allegedly raped the two boys who they adopted through a Christian special needs adoption agency. They were also pimping out their children to nearby pedophiles in the Atlanta suburbs. Recorded jailhouse calls a trove of never-before-seen court documents and testimony from a family member who spoke exclusively with Town Hall under uncover the extent of the physical and emotional abuse, trauma the two elementary school-age brothers endured, as well as all the red flags the state overlooked during the same-sex couple's faster-than-expected adoption process. Back in August, Town Hall looked at this, uh, and these two people were... Uh, celebrities of the gay community. They were part of an anti-gate hate campaign promoting the no hate hashtag and out magazine uh, repeatedly asked them if its website's pride page could feature their photo taken at an Atlanta pride parade. 
the father's 33-year-old government worker, William Zulick Jr., and 35-year-old banker, Zach Jacoby Zulick, previously accused of raping a child from Oxford, Georgia, have been indicted by a grand jury on charges of incest, aggravated sodomy, aggravated child molestation, felony sexual exploitation of children, and felony prostitution of a minor. They are facing over nine life sentences. They've pled not guilty. They were arrested and booked in the Walton County Jail. According to a copy of the 17-count indictment, the adoptive dads, well, did inappropriate sexual things to the kids, forced the children to do inappropriate sexual things to them. In one instance, uh, injured uh, the older child, engaged in a sexual act on that child. The oldest is turned 11. Uh, they were enrolled in third and fourth grade before the men were caught in a midnight July raid at their house, which ended with uh, Zach tackled to the ground and William hauled out of the house naked by armed officers. William admitted to forcing his 11-year-old son to perform acts on him in order to satisfy him sexually, according to a sworn affidavit. Now, I don't want to go into further details. I will say that the indictment also charged uh, co-defendants with uh, soliciting two other men through social media platforms in the greater Atlanta area uh, to prostitute their children. One of the uh, alleged members of the pedophile ring was named uh, Hunter Clay Lawless. He's 27. Another was Armando Vizcaro Sanchez. They're both of Loganville, Georgia. Uh, they've both been uh, put in jail as well. It was Lawless who snitched on uh, the, the Zolaks. He told law enforcement he received numerous messages via Snapchat uh, from Zach about um, doing anything, doing inappropriate things with his kids. They had met through a mutual contact uh, on the gay dating app Grinder, And Zach sent photos and videos to Lawless. Um, Lawless, it appears, uh, is the one who outed the men as abusing the kids. Now, Here's the thing. This this is not a comfortable story to talk about. It's it's not. They deny it. You should know. Um someone in the family believes it to be true as well and has spoken to Town Hall about them. Um here's the thing. And this is why I bring this up. When the media chooses to cover stories, often its bias is in the stories it chooses not to cover. This is a gross story to cover. But if this were a middle-class Christian family in the suburbs of Raleigh, North Carolina, and the dad was a lay minister for a local Baptist church, this story would have been all over the place. And as new details emerged, 60 Minutes would have covered it. The Today Show would have covered it. All these other 
stations and outlets would have covered it. These individuals are two gay men who became poster children for the gay adoption scene. They were featured in uh, gay rights magazines. They were featured in other publications. Uh, they were, were small-time celebrities, if you will. Their children were featured on social media. And uh, if the allegations are to be believed and, and are documented and members of the family on the record with townhall.com, uh, the, they were engaged in some really awful stuff. And the more details that come out, looked like it was even more awful than first believed, more organized than was first believed, and involved multiple people. And the story has been memory hold. This is not a story, and I am not saying that this is a problem with the gay community. Not saying that. What I am saying, however, is that the American media and press corps chooses what to highlight and not to highlight based on these intersectional standards. And this sort of stuff isn't just some sort of white middle-class Christian problem that the media would have you believe. This transcends identity, society, and politics. Uh, th this happens in the gay community. It happens in the heterosexual community. Uh, there are plenty of people in the gay community who are opposed to this, treated abhorrently, uh, just as there are in the heterosexual community. And the media picks and chooses because the media is so scared of stigmatizing any community. They don't want to cover it. Much like if there is a, a shooter and the shooter happens to be black, look at the uh, Waukesha or whatever, the, the, the parade where uh, it was a black man who drove his car into the crowd. They knew it was a Trump supporter until the moment it didn't turn out to be. And all the headlines suddenly became it was the, it was the SUV that did the killing, not the individual. And the problem with this is I personally believe it causes more stigma to these communities that the media refuses to cover when it happens. You get under this belief that, oh, well, it's probably happening even more often in that community when it's not. There's no statistic to suggest that it is. But I personally believe, somewhat counterintuitively perhaps, that when the media decides they refuse to cover the story because it may make the gay community look bad, it actually increases the stigmatism. Well, what else are they covering up about that community when they're not? This is a one-off story of two evil dudes who are going to go to jail for life if they're found guilty. The media refuses to cover it, though, because they're afraid of stigmatizing an entire community. When no, we're talking about two evil people. But also there's the angle of Christian adoption agencies that we shouldn't downplay. They got a pretty quick adoption from a uh, from a Christian adoption agency. And how did that happen? And do you understand why some faith-based organizations are a little bit hesitant to adopt outside heterosexual married couples? Lots of things to keep in mind with this story. But the big one is that it would be covered still by the national media if it were a heterosexual white Christian couple of middle class in flyover country. But because it's not, the media's chosen to ignore what is otherwise a pretty big story. The weather outside might be frightful, but in your bed, you've got super soft bowl and branch sheets to sleep under. They'll keep you comfortable. They're just the perfect weight. Summer, winter, fall, spring, the perfect weight, and they get softer every wash. And right now, with the weather so cold outside, you want to just be snuggled up inside. They're the perfect sheets under which you and your loved one can snuggle. And right now, you can get 15% off your first set of sheets when you use promo code ERIC at BowlinBranch.com. That's BowlinBranch, B-O-L-L. Andbranch.com. The promo code is Eric, E R I C K. Bull and Branch sheets are the perfect 100% organic cotton threads. 
that get softer every wash. Not only do they get softer every wash, but they the drape across your body is just perfect. I really enjoy mine. We've got them now on multiple beds in the house. We've just kept buying them because they're so soft. And every wash, they get softer. And right now, get 15% off your first set of sheets when you use promo code ERIC, E-R-I-C-K, at BolandBranch.com. That's BolandBranch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D, Branch.com. The promo code ERIC. <laughs> My apologies to Cindy who emailed that um, she was late to work from coming back for lunch because she was stuck in her car listening to my travails of Amsterdam as a kid. <laughs> oh, goodness, I'm sorry. I, I am sorry. Y'all, oh, well, will he or won't he? What is your process from here when you start to think about what you want to do next? Because obviously it's going to be huge speculation. I'm going to go home and get a good night's sleep as good as I can tonight. And, and then, uh... No, I'm not, you know, I, this has been a lot of focus on, you know, this game, so... Yeah. It's just be one day at a time, truly. Uh, Siri, what was the Cowboys-Buccaneers score? Siri, what was the Cowboys-Buccaneers score last night? 31 to 14. The guy, I, that game for most of the game was like 30 to nothing. Uh, will Tom Brady, will he retire again? Honestly, I think he's got to go one more year post-divorce. Go to the Raiders. Become a Raiders quarterback and, and go to the Super Bowl or something for the Raiders. Just one more year to try not to suck, Tom. And then I'll be a Raiders fan and I'll like have an excuse to go to Las Vegas and see a football game. <laughs> Hello there. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number is 877-973-7425. If you want to be on the program, let's go to Roger, who's been waiting very patiently while the phones have been messed up. Roger, you there? Yes, Eric. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. I'm, it's a little loud while I'm working, but uh, I just want to go back to your first topic uh, today, uh, talking about uh, Davos Whistler and what's going on there. And you seem to be a little bit dismissive uh, of being concerned about uh, some of what uh, maybe the conspiracy theorists or even the topics of their uh, conference is about. But I just got a question for you, and this is going back to what Barack Obama said running for president in 2007 when he said he fundamentally wanted to change the United States of America. So my question to you is, 15 years later, do you think America has been changed uh, due to Barack Obama's policies for eight years and things of that nature? So, I mean, maybe on, on and I look, I'm, with the background noise there, Roger, I'm, I'm going to let you listen in. Uh, with with the health care law, to a degree, yeah, but I think we were headed in that direction on a bipartisan basis. But otherwise, not really in large part because he mostly governed by executive order. And then Trump came in and reversed his executive orders, and then Biden came in and reversed his executive orders. We have not really uh, been fundamentally transformed. Now, I know there are people who think we have, uh, and they can point to some nebulous things, and most people will gravitate towards the health care law, which was a really big change. And how did it actually happen? Well, they got to 60 seats in the Senate. Otherwise, it wouldn't have happened. And then Republicans lied when they said they wanted to repeal it because Republicans have never really wanted to repeal it. 
Otherwise, no. Uh, there hasn't been some fundamental transformation in the country. Uh, the left has now shifted to try to use the private sector in ways they couldn't get the public sector to to go along with, in large part because they did fail that transformation at the governmental level. So as uh, the right has begun to increase its numbers within government and politics, the left has now filled the void where the right was in the private sector and is trying to get corporations to fundamentally changed the country in a way they couldn't get the government to do. And that's kind of an admission against interest that Obama failed to fundamentally transform America. He tried and he failed. And he failed for a fundamental reason that these guys in Davos never appreciate. There's no such thing as permanence in politics. Think about Australia. Australia is one of those other other sticky places for them. There's a uh, left-wing government in charge in Australia right now. And the left-wing government was supposed to come into power about six years ago and uh, they did not because they proposed a bunch of carbon taxes that would have driven up costs in Australia, and the people rejected it. Um, if you believe, let me just say this, if you believe the country has been fundamentally transformed by Barack Obama, I, I'm not going to be the one to dissuade you because you believe it, and I don't, but I don't. And I think the whole reason we see the left taking over, trying to take over at least corporations in America is because they failed. You wouldn't have BlackRock using ESG and voting rights and corporations to force them to do climate change at the corporate level had Barack Obama fundamentally transformed America. And BlackRock, I don't know if you've heard, they're all of a sudden on financially hard times. Why? Because so many governments are now pulling their accounts from BlackRock because of ESG. So they're having to walk a lot of that stuff back. Larry Fink says that they're not going to, but they actually are policy-wise walking things back. I mean, the thing with, with Davos is there's no conspiracy here. They're open and honest about what they want to do. Hey, here's a clip I didn't play earlier. This is the Belgian prime minister. We've seen it over the last years. What happens if trade is being made difficult? Look at the amount of instability in the world it has led. I mean, during COVID, we had moments where the trade lanes were less, uh, less open, and it's led to all types of problems. Supply chains were disorganized, and, and, and the, all the Western world was impacted, but especially the developing world, the impact was a, was a gigantic one. So free trade is an element about prosperity, but it's also about security because the gigantic instability in the world today, one of the reasons is that trade is being, being, made, uh, being made difficult. Um, that's, one, uh, that's one important element. Um, the second element is that um, this trade agenda, it's about stabilizing the world, but it's also about decarbonizing the world. And there, honestly, I think the world can only be happy with the fact that the United States has moved to the right side of the table. And we've been waiting for that. And I know that in Europe, some people are criticizing IRA. And there are elements where we should talk. We should talk on certain elements which might look a bit unfair. But on a global scheme, global scheme we can only be happy with IRA because finally, the number one economic powerhouse in the world says decarbonizing is part of our trade agenda. So welcome on our side. Let's work together and let's see how we can make this, uh, how we can make this work. 
Now, that's the Belgian prime minister. When he talks about IRA, he's talking about the Inflation Reduction Act. The Europeans hate the American Inflation Reduction Act because they believe it it um, penalizes European and Japanese, for that matter, companies doing business in the United States while subsidizing the American green energy industry. And But here, the Belgian prime minister is saying it's actually a good thing. America is now on the right side of this, on the right side of the table of this. It's only on the right side of the table for now. Because Biden and the Democrats could get things passed, but here comes the debt ceiling fight. And with the debt ceiling fight, the Republicans are going to begin making cutbacks. They're going to cut things out. And Biden's not going to get a clean debt ceiling increase. And the reason he's not going to get a clean debt ceiling increase is because the Republicans have refused to give it to him. They're going to couple cuts. The moderates in the House may attempt a clean debt ceiling increase. They may attempt it, but it's got to come to the floor first. And it's got to come to the floor through a rules package that's going to prohibit them unless they want to go through a massive series of amendments and votes to get it done. So it's it's really hard to say that America is fundamentally transformed because you can't lock a lot of the stuff in place. Obama could lock Obamacare in place only because he got a majority, a, a supermajority in the U.S. Senate. Had he not gotten a supermajority in the U.S. Senate, it wouldn't happen. He got to 60. They could overcome any filibuster. But the Republicans did walk some of it back, the the uh, mandatory insurance provisions and things like that, the individual mandates. That got walked back. They did make some reforms where they should do more, but they didn't have the votes. Obama at least had the votes. You can give him that, and still, he didn't do anything on immigration other than executive order on DACA. Trump rushed the walk back of that, and even the Supreme Court, which threw out his walk back, said, you're legally allowed to do this, but there's a process you didn't follow that you had to follow. The next president can walk it back by following that process. So, no, I don't think there's been major fundamental transformations, and no, I don't think that Davos has been very successful. I've been hearing people rail about the coming one world order since I was a little boy, and it's still coming. At some point in the future, just ask the people who believe in it. That doesn't mean there's not a global trade, and I actually think global trade is a good thing. I think American isolationism is a bad thing. I actually think that um, we should be providing these weapons to Ukraine. I know some of you disagree with me on that, but I think uh, beating Russia in Europe, uh, in Ukraine, is better than having Russia grow and start pushing in on NATO allies where it would provoke a real war with NATO. I think there have to be limits, however. While I'm not a, an absolutist on on giving them everything, I'm, I'm not a don't give them anything, I'm enjoying us beating the Russians and testing our weapon systems against the Russian weapon systems and the Chinese and the Iranian weapon systems in Ukraine. And it turns out, guess what? Our weapon systems are still dominant. I think that's a good thing. Now, I want to get to a story that I should have gotten to earlier. Uh, and this is, this is a, I'm, it's perfectly tied to an ad read because it's actually about my advertiser. I, I mentioned to you guys Patriot Mobile. It's not time for the ad. This is actually a story. Patriot Mobile is headquartered in Grapevine, Texas. And to show its support for the police department, Patriot Mobile paid for a pizza party for the entire police department in Grapevine, Texas, which got a sizable police department. And on Facebook, the Grapevine Police Department put up this post. 
sincere thanks to our friends at Patriot Mobile. We are blessed to have their support and encouragement. Today, they presented us with a certificate to host a pizza party for our staff. We are grateful for the opportunity to have a fun and relaxing meal together as a team. Well, guess what? The Wokes are furious with Patriot Mobile. They are furious. Uh, People, progressives organized and called in and complained to the police department that they were daring to eat pizza provided for by Patriot Mobile because did they not know that Patriot Mobile was a Christian and conservative company that was electing conservatives to school boards in Texas? They're a constituent there. They lived there. And the police department was bullied into not eating the pizzas. So they gave the money covering the cost of the the pizza party uh, to a different cause instead of feeding their staff on Patriot Mobile's design because they were furious. They were furious that it was Patriot Mobile providing the money. Had it been Planned Parenthood, these people would have been fine. And they would have been mad at you had you complained. But because it was a Christian conservative company, they were upset. Uh, This is happening more and more. uh, Business like Patriot Mobile targeted by left-wing agitators who don't like the fact that Patriot Mobile has been so successful. So in Tarrant County, Texas, and in several other places, Patriot Mobile went out, uh, found conservative parents and backed financially their campaigns for local school boards. And they've been expanding this around the country. Every single one of the parents who ran as a conservative against critical race theory and the like won. All of them, 100%, batting a 1,000. And the left nationwide now is furious with Patriot Mobile for being that successful and getting things done. Uh, I, I was I just, I'm reading this this story as, as part of the stack of stuff today. It's like, wow, this is Patriot Mobile, who I advertise for. The, the, the left shamed a police department in Grapevine, Texas, for daring to feed their police pizza paid for by Patriot Mobile, all because they don't like that Patriot Mobile is as successful as they are which is another reason you actually should consider doing business with them. Uh, Now I'll get into the ad read. If you go to Patriot Mobile and take your cell phone service to them, you are funding great conservative causes and candidates around the country, and you're clearly making people on the left mad, so mad they're mad at a police department for eating pizza paid for by Patriot Mobile. And where did Patriot Mobile get the money? Well, for the profits of its customers, just like it gives its profits to the conservative cause, because that's how it was designed, to be a conservative Christian company backing conservative Christian causes. And if you want to take your business to them, you go to patriotmobile.com slash eric, patriotmobile.com slash E-R-I-C-K. They use the same cell towers everyone else uses, so you get guaranteed great service. You can also call them at 972-PATRIOT. Tell them I sent you. You get free activation by using my name. You can take your existing phone number to them, or you can get a brand new phone number. If you have an unlocked cell phone, you can use that or get a new cell phone from them. All you got to do is go to patriotmobile.com slash Eric. If you're concerned about your coverage, go to patriotmobile.com slash Eric. You can put in your address and get a detailed precision map all the way down to your home to show you how good the 5G, the data, the voice are, and then they give a portion of their profits to causes you care about. patriotmobile.com slash Eric. 
This hour of the program brought to you by First Liberty Building and Loan. They are in Noonan, Georgia, but don't let that deter you because the Frost family has been doing this since the 90s. Good friends of mine, and they can help your business grow. If you're buying a building, if you're building a building, if you're buying a franchise, if you're buying out your business partners or buying the competition, reach out to them. $750,000 deals and more. FirstLibertyGA.com. That's the website. Uh, check them out. Tell them I sent you. Spend 10 minutes with them. Just see if you're a fit for them and them for you. All right. Uh, we got to move on. Um, so I had a um, <laughs> I, so I had a meeting this morning about a potential advertiser. So th- this is, I'll just pull back the curtain a little bit because I find these conversations funny uh, to some degree. I like when I go to the beach. So Hilton Head is my happy place. Uh, and I also I really have started enjoy- Raven County up in Northeast Georgia, the mountains, the Lake Burton area going fly fishing. I need to go. F- I have like a physical need to go fly fishing, but we go to Hilton Head uh, for spring break every year because since I was in law school, my best friend in law school had a house there. I'd never been. And it just kind of became the place where I could go and just completely unwind and the thing I like to do is is we typically will rent a house on the beach and I will go sit in the hot tub late, late, late at night after everybody's gone to bed. I'll take a glass of bourbon and a cigar, sit in the hot tub, and you can see shooting stars. It's typically not very cloudy at night because the wind this time of year is cold and you just look at the stars and you totally relax. And so I was talking to the folks at the Georgia Spa Company Earlier, this is not an ad. I, I, I maybe I'll wind up doing an ad for them, but maybe it's time for me to get one of these for my house to unwind at night and sit in the hot tub. What I really need is like a back patio area where my friends who come over on Sunday nights we can do this because y'all people start. Listen, I, I try to be transparent with you guys. Of I have some friends come over on uh, Sundays. We sit on the front porch. We watch sports, typically football, although that's about to transition to hockey until baseball starts, and even then hockey, because hockey lasts all year, it seems like. And we'll have suburban, some cigars, and I will cook. And believe it or not, on the other side of my window right now, there's suddenly a man with a leaf blower. So if you hear something in the background, that's what it is. <laughs> but anyway... I need something in the backyard now because people drive past the house now on Sundays to see if I'm really there. And random people have showed up now to see if they can come hang out. Like, I know them, but I'm like, you, you weren't actually invited to come be one of the people. Uh, you you got to have an invite. And so now I'm going to, I need to like build a like space in my backyard where we can hang out. And that part of that should be a hot tub because I'm ready to just hang out at night and sweat in the hot water and watch the stars. I find it all very therapeutic. So I was with the Georgia Spaco people. Do you know how complicated some of these things are, though? They have some now that, like, have a current and you can swim in these things or exercise in these things. I was just kind of dumbfounded by how many of these things you can get. Like, I mean, I, I could I could justify getting one that has, like, the current and you can, like, have a treadmill in it. This It's bizarre. Um, I will tell you the fitness craze I'm not a fan of, though. All these young men listening to Joe Rogan who've decided they're going to sit in a bed of ice. Uh, they, like, fill up, a, fill up a tub full of ice water. What, what is with people who've decided, oh, it, it's so therapeutic. It's not really therapeutic. You sit there for two minutes trying not to die of hypothermia, while if you're a guy, certain things shrivel up and run away. And then you're like, oh, I'm so energized. I'm so focused. No, you're not. You're numb. It hasn't actually focused your mind. You just can't feel anything because you're half frozen to death. I would rather sit in hot water than, than like, 
shiver to death in, in ice water. I had to soak my feet in ice water the other day because I had injured my heel. I, I, I stepped off a, a step wrong. And that was the recommendation. It, it, I, I don't, I don't get you people who want to sit in these these tanks full of of cold water and and bro out in them because Joe Rogan told you to do it. I'm I'm always amazed at the number of people who take up crazy habits because some podcaster told them to do it. Uh, at least Rogan also has a sauna. I, I sauna. I would rather have a sauna. Being Scandinavian, of course, I feel like I should have a sauna. Um, it's what people do. Like I went to see my relatives in Sweden and they had a sauna built into the house. It's like everybody in the neighborhood has a sauna in the house. I guess when the sun never shines for six months, that's what you do. And it's cold there all the time, even in the summer. Nonetheless, I digress. When I come back, I want to shift gears to the experts because there's a story out in the New York Post that one of the experts who assured us that Hunter Biden's laptop was a Russian disinformation scheme is now admitting he actually knew it was probably legitimate, but he didn't want to give credence to the story. And we wonder why there's so much misinformation running about these days.